Welcome everyone. This is the Spiritual Psychologist podcast and I'm your host, Dr. Rathika Marsh. This is going to be a beautiful space in 2022 for you to explore different depths and levels of healing on your journey and I'm so excited to be guiding this space for you. So this season we are going to just have a mini season where we are focusing on embodiment. There are a couple of guests that I have on this season where we're talking about embodiment practices and it all sits in line with a new program that I have launched called the Embodied Awakening Journey. So the Embodied Awakening Journey starts on the 1st of February. It's an eight-week, powerful, magical container where I have combined the power of working with me, bringing in my experience as a psychologist and that spiritual deep healing space, as well as working with very powerful healers who are going to be guiding ceremonies, healing ceremonies which encompass things like sacred embodiment dance, rebirthing breath work, energy healing, and cacao. So using cacao in ceremony as well. And the guests that I have on here are so epic. So I have Farah Rising, who's the sacred embodiment dance healer, uh, Amy Rushworth, who is a very powerful mindset coach, She's going to be leading the rebirthing breath work for us. Christine Olivia, who I'm going to be talking to you about today. She's going to be our guest today. And also Rachel Bednarski, who is a contributor to my one-to-one programs. She's an amazing embodiment coach. And all of these women are going to be supporting us through some very powerful healing ceremonies. And... We also have Aisha Carrington, who is a really beautiful sound healer. So this program is extremely unique. It's, I'm so excited. It's really high, high value in terms of what you're getting and the level of expertise that is being brought in this space. And it's going to be transformative. So if you want to join us, there is a special introductory early bird, early bird discount rate where you get £400 off the program. So you can go and check out all the details on my website, thespiritualpsychologist.co.uk. I hang out on Instagram mainly. So if you want to have a chat about it, reach me on there at the spiritual underscore psychologist, where you can book a discovery call via my website. So in this episode, we are going to be talking to Christine Olivia Hernandez. She is such a beautiful presence. I'm so excited that she's going to be guiding a very special cacao ceremony from her Mayan and Guatemalan roots. So she's the author of A Child of Magic and the creator of the Mathiosh Method. So Mathiosh means thank you in Mayan. And the method is a transformative experience for the body, mind, and spirit. And in this ceremony that she's going to be leading in the Embodied Awakening journey, she's going to be giving guided instruction, meditation, dance, with the assistance of cacao. And through this, all the participants are going to experience heart expansion, mind clearing, and transformational release. 
So the journey really builds a really strong connection to body and spirit. And Christine's Guatemalan Mayan ancestors have deeply connected her to the gentle plant medicine of cacao. She's going to be telling us a bit more about that in today's episode. So I really hope you enjoy learning a bit more about the power of cacao. So welcome, Christine, to this space. You're the first guest of 2022 onto the Spiritual Psychologist podcast. And I'm so excited to have you here to hear all about your magical gifts and, yeah, just everything that you offer and that you are also going to be offering to the Embodied Awakening Journey Welcome, Christine. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. Yay. (laughs) So I would love for you to share with our um, audience a little bit about yourself and your background, um, what your journey has been with, I guess, healing and how cacao has become such a powerful part of that journey yeah cacao was a huge catalyst in my healing and in my journey um so yeah my name's christine olivia hernandez and yeah with the matthiosh method which we will be sharing matthiosh means thank you in mayan so it's like this beautiful deeply profound um gratitude method and when the Mayans, when they give thanks, they give thanks from their hearts to the heart of things. And so mm-hmm. it's this method where we can really come into the embodiment um, and into the expression of gratitude after releasing and letting go. So it's a very healing um, modality and is quite profound. It can be, you know, cacao is a gentle plant medicine, but it can be really profound and really powerful. So it's really where you're willing to go and where you're ready to go. And it can walk you um, to that door of your becoming and your transformation. So it's, it's really unique and exciting. I'm so excited to share it with you. I grew up in California. Um, my father had actually come to the States when he was five years old. And so he was from Guatemala and he came, that was during the civil war actually When he was five, he came to the States, to California. He met my mother actually in high school and they found love and they had me unexpectedly. Uh (laughs) And it was young love. Um, And so he was, you know, ill-equipped really to be a father. Um, And he kind of came in and out of my life. And so really I grew up very disconnected from my father's side and from that side of me. So from that lineage, from my Guatemalan and my Mayan roots. And my mother um, was Mexican American. And so I was connected to the like Azteca, to the Mexican side of, of me and the um, American side, because she also was American, which was this European descent. So all of the things. So very much a, a mix. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's so interesting. Yeah, I brought, I bet it was interesting, but also brought up a lot of kind of trying to work out like where you fit in and belong and all of those identity mm-hmm. um identities identity stuff that comes up right yeah absolutely I feel like growing up I was so different 
I grew up in um, kind of a hostile environment and it was a lot of, to lack of a better word, there's a lot of gangsters around. My mom would date like gangster men. Um, so I was around that, but I had this vivid imagination. I was just this magical star child that was like, I was around that, but I was able to use my imagination to, um, to feel into the magic, to play and like not be affected by that as much, I guess, as, as I could have been. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I was like, I was having a good time a lot of the times, even though there was a lot of chaos happening around me. Um, So that was, that was fascinating. And then, yeah, with my father. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) There's something like that you felt safe with, I guess, to be able to, um, to be able to play, you know, Mm -hmm. to be able to play, to be able to connect with that, that, play side of you and to use your imagination and yeah yeah I I think for some of us also we had no choice like I was left alone a lot of the times or I was um brought along to things that you know I wasn't part of the conversations you know in the back Mm -hmm. of the car for hours on these drives where they're going to who knows where um, and so you have nothing else to do but to like, okay, well, we get to use our imaginations now because being in the back of the car isn't that much fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I would just go to places and make up things and I would be telling, I would be storytelling in the back of the car and like showtime telling like the people driving by, like, look at me. And I'm like using my dolls in a way to like tell a story to them. It was fascinating to yeah, be a wow. child, <laughs> to be yeah. there. So yeah, yeah, good imagination. Um, and yeah, so then growing up, I really was um, really disconnected to that part of myself and also to any type of um, spirituality or um, healing modalities. You know, this just was not mm-hmm. a part of the conversations at all. And, you know, my mother was, again, she was a really young mother. And so she did the best that she could. And there were a lot of mistakes and things. So it took me to heal myself and to come into understanding that this is my responsibility. It's my responsibility to look at these things um, and to change my life. And really what happened, I was at the lowest point of my life and yoga found me actually started with yoga. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I just want something different. I want something different for myself. And I I went for myself and I went to a yoga class and I was introduced to this different way of being. And probably in the beginning, I wanted to just have a workout. I don't remember it being about anything else. (laughs) I'm there and I'm like, these people have something that I want. This is beautiful. Like that was probably the first time I ever felt anything Mm. shift within. Um, And I'm like, this is so beautiful. I want to manifest yoga teacher training so I can really understand it and also just like do it for myself and also share it with other people. Like people need to know about this. Like not Mm. enough people are talking about yoga and at least in my communities, no one talked about it or understood it. And so from there that led me to Bali and in Bali I'm introduced to Mayan cacao from Guatemala and so that was this like, wait, here we are again. So this is like my ancestral plant medicine and 
how have, you know how have I never heard of this? And you know, obviously, I wouldn't mm-hmm. have since my father was in and out of my life. Um, and so it just like brought me back, and it also brought me back to my connection with my father, who had taken his life when he was twenty or when I was twenty-two. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. And so it brought me back to this, like, understanding, okay, this is our plant medicine, and I can have a relationship with my father through this Aww. medicine. Yeah, and so beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, it was, it was really profound. Yes, yeah. Oh, that, I love that. Mm. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's, yeah, there's, some, there's something so special about, you know, refinding a connection through something like that and you know when you've lost somebody just finding those things that where you feel that deep sense of connectedness even though they're not physically here anymore and yeah I can relate to that definitely I feel like we can have better relationships with our families um honestly when they're not always around like with the ancestors, we can really come into connection with them because I feel like once they're on that side, you know, you have the loving, unconditional loving ancestors that are there for you that are like supporting you. So whatever they were like in the human, that's a whole, it's a whole nother thing now. It's different. And so, like I said, he was ill-equipped to be a father, but as like my, one of my guides, one of my angels, he is like there, you know, he's there with me in Mm -hmm. ceremony and he's watching over me, living vicariously through me. And honestly, it feels like as if he sacrificed himself to give me more um, like mm-hmm. power and more love. Um, and so, that's something that he could not have done in the human um, form or he, yes. was not, he was unable to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is, I feel very emotional hearing everything mm-hmm. that you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I could just relate because my dad passed away in July and you know as the human form I guess there's like always the shadow parts of people aren't there there's always like the parts that we maybe didn't like Mm -hmm. or that we feared or um whatever it is and you know I love what you said there about you know being on the other side it's like he is living his love through you mm-hmm. and uh, it's just it's just so it's just so beautiful and I think really comforting for a lot of people to hear as well. That understanding came through with cacao you know and that um, really opened me up and it was a very it was a calling and it was like a, an understanding right away and a knowing that like, okay, this is like meant for you, for you to connect mm-hmm. with your heart once again, for you to heal, for you to connect with the ancestors and for you to share this with other people. So it was like this yes. realization. So I'm so, you know, always so grateful to share that. So with cacao, is the idea of it that you do um, connect with your ancestors? Like what is the... What is the traditional, from your traditional kind of perspective, what is the purpose of cacao? And I guess for like listeners that don't know what cacao is, mm-hmm. what, what is cacao, first of all? Because <laughs> okay. it's not chocolate. <laughs> no. So chocolate comes from cacao, but chocolate is highly processed and kills off all of the living enzymes 
um, all of those healing properties that we just spoke on, everything that makes you feel really good um, and has all of these healing properties within that we can talk about later. Um, Cacao is plant medicine and has actually been used for thousands of years by um, the Olmecs before the Aztecs and the Mayans. And the Mayans really understood the power of this medicine and have been using it and still to this day are practicing um, ceremony around cacao. Cacao is used for everything between life and death, meaning that there are ceremonies for everything with it because it is such a profound medicine. It was even used as currency at, at one point, right? So this is like gold. So yeah, for shamanic purposes, for ceremony purposes, for death, for you know celebration of life, for all of the rituals, because it just is such a profound um, plant medicine. Mm. And traditionally, you know, there's all these different ways in which we can use the medicine. Um, and I mean, we could just bring it into our life in any way and it'll help us in any kind of way. It just enriches our lives and helps with our creativity. Like I wrote my book on it in ceremony. Um, mm-hmm. It really does help you to, to focus. Um and there's this feeling of opening up. So it's kind of like where these flowers in our hearts can like bud open with the medicine in us. It can be really gentle, but it can also be really intense and really powerful depending on, um, you know, your level of sensitivity and, you know, what kind of things you have been mm. consuming in your life, whether that's like... And is it also dependent on the quality of the cacao? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. 100%. So the kind of cacao that I'm talking about and the one that I use is ceremonial grade cacao. And you can mm-hmm. find that in my on my website, on my link. I, I sell this cacao. It is really important to me. Um, and so I've gone to Guatemala and met with the Women's Collective. And so this is like better than fair trade cacao. This is really taking care of the communities and it's the best quality it's coming from these people. Yeah. You know. It's so important because it's, yeah. you know, I think it's it, the, the thing that comes up for me around stuff like cacao, mm-hmm. um, sage, you know, there's like, it, it can be really um, com- become really commercialized, which we have seen, haven't we, with cacao. And it just takes away from the magic and power and like the traditional roots of it. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, it's just so important, isn't it? That, that you're sourcing it from somewhere that has meaning Mm -hmm. and where, you know, like you said, there's, there's respect there Mm -hmm. around exchanges Yeah. And when you get it this way, you're actually getting proper ceremonial cacao. The Mayan women are actually praying over the cacao. They're blessing Mm -hmm. the cacao. They're putting their love into the cacao. There's a difference between when you, you know, have a home cooked meal made by your loving grandmother versus like going out to fast food and having, you know, junk food. Um, there's a lot of love into it. Or even when you make your own meal and you do it really quick, you can feel the difference. Like your food yes, is energy differently mm. with energy. Exactly. So it's different. And and then we continue with those blessings and those prayers with the cacao box that I receive and, you know, sell. And also with the ceremonies that we do, we continue with those prayers. We're just like amplifying our prayers. I'm so excited for what you're, for going into ceremony with you on the embodied awakening journey. Mm -hmm. And it'd just be so 
helpful to hear when you lead a ceremony um, and everybody has their cacao, like what is it, what does it look like? Yeah. You know, when you lead women or men through mm -hmm. ceremony, what does it, what does it kind of entail and what does it bring out in people, I guess? So yeah, you want your quality cacao. Everybody has their cacao and they have the best ceremonial cacao um, together. And we are, we are drinking the cacao together. We're praying over the cacao again. Remember infusing our cups with our prayers, um, amplifying our prayers. And then we are drinking together. Then we're journeying with the plant. So think of like a meditation, mm -hmm. um, meditating together. And then we are, um, starting to feel the effects of the cacao. The cacao is flowing through us and we get to remember it's like an energy exchange. So she's like experiencing, experiencing us and we are experiencing her. Yeah. So it's beautiful reciprocity. Um, and then after that, we come into release and like shaking and dancing and into the embodiment of gratitude. So really coming into celebration with our movement at the end. Mm -hmm. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. And how long does it take for cacao to work its magic? So it can be instant. Some people can have their first sip and they're already in tears. And and so what is always important to remember is anything can come through it. Whatever you're really wanting to feel can, can happen. Mm. So some people are really excited and it's more playful mm. and fun. So they're just going to have this amplified experience where they'll feel a little bit high in bliss, mm. right? Um, and I guess like the the process starts in when you're you're making the cacao as well, right? Oh, absolutely. And if you're seeing that as a ceremony, mm -hmm. you know, that's part of ceremony, then you're engaging in that process of gratitude and calling in your ancestors mm -hmm. and all of those things, aren't you? So, absolutely. yeah, it's already yeah. kind of taking effect, essentially, okay. isn't it? Yeah, already you're feeling like the essence and she's already, you know, the spirit of cacao, you could say, is already around you. Um, and so you're already playing with that. And then it's like, where are you wanting to go? So some people will come into tears. Others are sweating or giggling or whatever. It's amplifying um, and helping you to process and to feel more deeply really is all it is. It's like we're just feeling more mm -hmm. deeply and what is accessible to us will come up. If we wanted to, right? So yeah. it's like really where we're willing and wanting to go. And I do want to share that the cacao, what the kind of properties that are within it, this is like a superfood as well as a spiritual aid, right? So there's all these beautiful properties like anandamide, which is a bliss molecule, um, theobromine mm -hmm. that gently energizes, magnesium, um, it helps with our serotonin and our dopamine levels, PEAs, and then there's vitamins and nutrients and antioxidants. So that's just a little mm -hmm. so is it is it um is there is it good to have cacao in the morning like do you do you drink cacao every day i don't drink cacao every day i'm drinking cacao though today um when you have ceremony cacao paste the pure form of the cacao it's potent medicine and so it's plant medicine we don't want to have it every day i don't recommend it every day mm -hmm. unless you're doing this kind of ritual where for a week you want to really feel into the medicine um with i have a course for the heart of cacao so people can really understand mm -hmm. and come into cacao and ceremony so i'll ask them to do it for one week so they can really feel the effects and then that's 
that's it. And then you can start to do it, you know, twice a week, three times a week. Mm -hmm. Um, But with the pace, it's not an everyday thing. However, you can find powder and that is processed a little bit more so that your body can handle it on the daily. So I do have that as well. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love the, I love, you know, I've, I, I think for me, like my journey with cacao is, I guess at the start really. And I've kind of like used, drank cacao, but not really understood properly how to prepare it, mm-hmm. um, how to go into ritual. And then when I've started learning about that, it has felt so much more powerful. Mm-hmm. I, I went, attended like a, um, it was like an online cacao ceremony and it was like a three hour solstice ceremony the mm-hmm. other day. And it was just so powerful mm-hmm. and connecting and yeah, really magical actually. Mm-hmm. And there's been a couple of times where I've just, you know, create, I guess it's like a really nice way of creating your own ritual. Mm-hmm. And just creating that space for yourself to tune into like what you're being called to look at, or mm-hmm. I kind I've kind of used it alongside journaling. Yes, um, which I found really beautiful. Yeah, yeah. For mm-hmm. all of the things, uh, I feel like it just it amplifies our experience, I feel, because we're here and we're connected to the heart, right? That's why we call it heart medicine. Um, okay. Yeah, so it's it's yeah. just this beautiful addition to creating really more heart in our life and creating from that heart-centered place. Um, and so it's so profound to, like, work with, you know, your self-love when you drink cacao and really make yeah. it, like, a fun, juicy ritual um, yeah, you just feel really good. So it's it's very healing and beautiful. And you can do this on your own. And when you do it in ceremony, I feel like it's just, um, I guess, amplified more. You have more mm. people around and with that same intention. But once again, it's all about intention. So if you drink ceremonial cacao and you go to the gym, you're going to have a really intense workout and the music's probably going to feel really good. Um, yeah. You know, that can happen as well. Or, you know, if you're going to drink cacao and you want to go to work then you might be again just more focused and just more present um but if you sit with it and you want to do the healing work it's just going to assist you in that yes yeah i love that and can you tell us a bit more about you know you talked about the spirit of cacao and ancestors and what is the link between cacao and tuning in with your ancestors let's start with for me the ancestors i mean that's who called me to work with the medicine right so Mm -hmm. i didn't have a mayan elder um grandfather or cousin or uncle who or aunt who was like you get to take this this is in your lineage and you get to work with it i had no family from that side at all because everyone from my father's side has passed away or i just Mm. don't i don't know them um and don't know of them. So when I go to Guatemala, it's like about connecting with the land and the ancestors of that land. And when I see the Mayan women, I'm like, this could be my aunt. And I just play with my imagination and love them as if they're my family. Um, But again, it was 
this understanding that the ancestors are always with us and they're communing with us and, and guiding mm-hmm. us. So for me personally, it was this understanding that they've called me to this work. I guess like what I was wondering is when you drink cacao, do you always call in your ancestors? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So traditionally with with the, you know, the shamans in Guatemala, when they are working with the medicine, it is always about giving thanks. And we always, you know, call in our ancestors. We always give thanks to our ancestors. And with all indigenous, um, you know, teachings and cultures, they understand that we get to give thanks because if it wasn't for the ancestors and we would not be here now. So we're always thanking our ancestors in ceremony. That's very important. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's so beautiful to be just reminded to give that thanks Mm -hmm. and to come back to that again and again. Mm -hmm. And I think like it's, it's a really beautiful practice because some, because I guess for me, connecting with the idea of connecting with ancestors like it was such an alien mm. concept you know and I think cow has brought that has been the pathway to connecting I guess to seeing mm. I guess the ritual of connection but also providing like a forum to do that in if that makes sense mm-hmm yeah, that's so beautiful. And oh, you were asking about cacao spirit. So, yes. <laughs> so with cacao, with all plants, all plants have spirits. All plants are living and we can connect with the essence of those plants. And so when we connect with cacao, um, for me, what I feel is a grandmother essence and, and mm. that cacao spirit is like this grandmother who just loves me unconditionally. And so that's what I bring into the space. And, you know, for one, for someone else, they might feel a grandfather essence and that's beautiful. So different mm. plants have different energies and their spirits and they're also alive. And so, yeah, we get to call them in and feel them and welcome them into the space when we're in ceremony. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Well, yeah. I'm definitely going to be um, buying some of your cacao. Yeah, you're going to love our ceremony. And <laughs> I cannot wait to experience your ceremony for our program. We're so blessed that you're going to be a part of it. Yay. And yeah. to share more about your, what's the method called again? The Matiosh method. The Matiosh. Matiosh. The Matiosh method. Thank you. Um, to yeah, which is a method that that you you teach that people can use in cacao rituals. Yeah. Is that right? So the Matiosh method is a cacao ceremony. It's just my own method in my own way that I want to share with people. So it's not okay. So it's actually the cer- the ceremony, and that's what you're going to be sharing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, I I can't wait to be mm-hmm. yeah witness to that and to be part of your magic. So thank mm-hmm. you so much. Oh, I do want to share one thing too about the book. Um, I yes, yeah. So the book, and I have it right here it's called a child of magic so this is a really playful way to kind of connect to the inner child and a playful way and also um a profound way but it kind of just 
you're taking it in as this playful way, but there's bigger things happening because this is also a channeled work where I did write it with in ceremony with the spirit of cacao flowing through me. So a lot of times when Pachamama Mother Earth is talking or she has something to say, it's like, who said that? You know, who wrote that? It's, mm-hmm. it's really powerful and she has a lot of messages um, for us. And it's mm-hmm. really... So what what is the context of the book? So... Is it a story? Is what? Tell us a little bit more about it's it. It's a fiction autobiographical story. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lana Olivia is the main character, and um, a lot of it is based on yeah my story and my remembering and coming back into remembrance. So she comes into the world magical. She has that beautiful imagination that I spoke on, and yeah. she's playing with the fairies and she speaks to Felix the fox often and. She has a connection and talks to Mother Earth through the essence of the elements and through the trees. And then she forgets through heartbreak and hardships, and it is around her father as well. And then she comes back into remembrance, not just by herself, but with the help of Mother Earth, who's always whispering to us, with the help of the ancestors and with the help of her ancestral plant medicine, cacao. So... I love that. It's so beautiful. And it it really links into like a lot of the work that I do with clients, actually, that, you know, it's, it's about the whole journey of like, the work that we do is around a remembrance of who you are, Mm -hmm. you know, and I love this idea, this, you know, remembering that you're not doing it alone, Mm -hmm. that you have your guides and angels and ancestors that are your team, right? And it's something that is um, not talked about enough. It's something that is, because it's unseen, Mm -hmm. it's not believed, you know, Mm -hmm. and there's just so much power in the unseen, isn't there? Mm -hmm. Um, So I love that. And also the inner child Mm -hmm. elements to it as well. Yeah, I thought you'd like that. (laughs) (laughs) okay well thank you so much Kristen, for being here for sharing so much it's such a there's just so much value in everything that you said for me as well Mm -hmm. and learning more about it and um thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you so grateful thank you so much for listening today to the first episode of 2022 subscribe to this podcast share it write a review And if you are interested in joining the Embodied Awakening program, then just reach out to book your place. And I'm so, so looking forward to everything that I have to share with you in 2022.